0: Hey, welcome to the C3 Church Victory Podcast. We pray this message will inspire you and activate your faith. Thanks for joining us. We are in a series right now. We're we're journeying through the book of Mark. It's so good to slow down in Scripture. It's so great to just go nice and slowly. Um, I looked it up. I've been doing Mark since the 27th of August last year. And uh, I'm on Mark 15 right now. And uh, that was our 22nd day of lockdown. Who remembers lockdowns? Oh, I I hated those. I hated them so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, It's just such a powerful thing to walk through a book of the Bible together. Uh, And this is like, this is the series that never ends. I love it. Well, it will end. But I feel like singing that song, you know. Or the never-ending, the never-ending series, la-la-la-la. It's not going to be like that, it's all good. But if you've missed any, you need to catch up on our podcast or our YouTube channel, that's where they all are. That would be really good. Um, Today is Pentecost Sunday, uh, which we've talked about a little bit. Uh, Pentecost is a very spiritual word, meaning 50th. It's not very spiritual at all, um, but because of what happened on the day of Pentecost, we uh, we we just we really love we we love it. And really, this is uh, the stuff that happened at Pentecost can happen any day. All right, there's just a level of expectancy that happens on these days because we're like, "Ooh, God's going to do something," and uh, that could be your your approach like every day. All right, every day you could wake up and be like, oh, God's gonna do something. Because kind of that's his will and that's his plan, okay? Um, but it just means 50. Difference between uh, the day of Passover, the day of Pentecost. Day of Passover it was the day before Jesus died. Pentecost, the day the Holy Spirit was poured out. Church church was birthed, it was awesome. So we, we're gonna look at one verse out of the book of Mark today. Who's keen? Like one verse. And uh, look, when I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna throw Pastor Nate under the bus, too much. Uh... But when I when I got the call, because Pastor Nate's sick, uh, has been sick. He's feeling a bit better today, which is good. Uh, I got the call on Thursday, and uh, the testimony of this week is 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 the epitome of my of my message today. Uh, and he says, "You've only got verse 16." And I'm like, "Eh, no worries. She'll be good. Pentecost Sunday. It's going to be great." And uh, and I'm about about to read verse 16, and there's a lot of links here to Pentecost Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, can we put that on screen uh, so everyone can see? Here it is. Mark chapter 1, verse 16, and, then, and Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, it's Sunday, and uh, great, that's, that's obviously a very powerful Holy Spirit verse that you've given me to preach, Pastor Nate, thanks, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So good, Uh, not on the surface. But as you look a little deeper, as you consider the context around the verse, which we've talked about already last three weeks, like context is king, you gotta look, don't don't, don't just grab a scripture and be like, "Mm, I love that, oh, that means so much to me, right? Look at the verses around it. Ask the right questions of scripture. When was that written? Who was that written to? What was going on around the verse? That is really, really key to your understanding of that verse. Right? You've got to ask the right questions of Scripture so that we get the right answers. What did the hearers hear? Because I can't make it say something today that it didn't say back then. It's called exegesis. Don't ask me to spell it, all right? All right, so let's quickly duck back. I want to walk through the book. You're like, and no, then this is going to be a short message. We're going to finish, and you're going to be like, is that it? It is, because I wanna give God ample time to move in this place, all right? So really quickly, remember John the Baptist started off by preparing the way for Jesus. Jesus is then baptized. He is blessed with the Father's voice. This is my son whom I love, in him I'm well pleased. He is then, Jesus is then sent into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. That's fun, right? And then John the Baptist is put into prison, Jesus declares the kingdom of God. He says, come near, repent, and believe. That's where we're up to. And now, if you go after this verse, which we won't, because I know that Pastor Nate has pegged these two verses for next week, which is really important in the lead up to vision. That's why I've only got verse 16, still smiling. Uh, (laughs) Jesus is about to call some of the disciples. He is about, he's walking along the shore. There's probably sand or gritty dirt underneath his feet as he walks along. And he can see Peter in the distance. Peter, uh, sorry, Simon, who is Peter, and his brother Andrew, right? Jesus is walking along. And it says, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, let's read it again. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. That's their job. They're fishermen. They're they're working, doing human things for human gain. And Jesus is about to change everything in their lives. Jesus saw Simon. He's looking and he sees Simon and that's Peter. And this this is the guy who Mark is interviewing for this book that we're reading, right? Right. Mark is Peter's scribe. Mark is recording Peter's testimony, and that's what the book of Mark is. That's why Peter features so heavily in it. <laughs> He's like, let's talk about me for a little while, <laughs> which is exactly what Darren would do if Darren was telling a story about Jesus. Darren would be interlaced all through the story, <laughs> and you would be like, is this really a story about Jesus, or is this a story about Darren? That's probably what you'd be thinking. Um, Jesus sees Simon Peter from a distance. I'm wondering what is Jesus thinking as he's making that approach? Like let's say he's 100 meters off and he's making the the walk and it's it's a few minutes to get there. I wonder what's going on inside Jesus' mind. I wonder what the Holy Spirit is revealing to Jesus about Peter. Because Jesus has been up the mountain. He already knows he's gonna call him. He knows who his disciples are gonna be. God's already helped him to choose them. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit have worked out. He knows Simon Peter is one of the disciples. This is the moment where Simon's life, Peter's life is gonna change forever. And Jesus is walking along the shore and I'm wondering what what insights is the Holy Spirit giving to Jesus as he wanders up? He can see him. He's about to become one of his disciples. Here's the truth. If you're writing notes, write this down. God sees me and knows me. That's really spiritual, isn't it? Actually, some of you need to hear that. God sees you. Because one of the most horrible feelings in the world is when you don't feel like you're even seen and when you know that the Father sees you when you get a revelation that he sees you, not just everyone, but me, that's life-changing. And so Jesus saw Peter. He knew this This is gonna be one of the great ones. This, there's something on this guy. He's, whoa, there's a, and maybe maybe Jesus didn't have a full understanding, a full insight into Peter's life at that point because, you know, Philippians 2, he didn't give up. He gave up his uh, his you know some divine qualities Jesus wasn't omnipresent omnipotent at that moment he was walking in right relationship with the father through the holy spirit so what's god what's the father revealing to him about peter he's like there's something about this one you know that's what the god thinks about you too there's something about that one there's something on them something special, something powerful. They're going to be great. The father saw Peter. The father knew all the ins and outs of Peter's life. He chose him. He knew his past. He knew his future. He knew how Peter was going to royally stuff some things up. And he knew that Peter was going to do phenomenal things that people had never seen before with the father. God sees you and he knows you and he knows everything about your day, your thoughts, your life. He knows, he knows it all and he still loves you and he still chooses you. He knows, he knows the things you're gonna royally stuff up and he knows the amazing things that you're gonna do with him in partnership. He knows the pitfalls. He knows the heartache that you're walking through. He knows your day-to-day. He knows how much, how much you've got in your tank right now. He knows how much you're giving out and how much you're receiving in. He sees the end and the beginning and everything in between. And he, he calls you to walk every day with him in this journey. Just come and walk with me. Come and follow me. He sees the potential that is placed inside of you to bring heaven to earth, to be a blessing to those around you. It starts with even just your family, just those annoying people that live with you. What does it look like for you to be a blessing to them? Those ones who you love more than anything and drive you crazy more than anything. What does it mean to to bring the kingdom of God into your home? What does it mean to bring the kingdom of God into your street? The father has things that he's planned for, for you to do with him. And it's very special. It's very powerful. This fisherman gets called. This guy, Peter, goes from an ordinary life, an ordinary fisherman to a powerful man of God. He goes from a life destined to catch fish for the rest of his days to a life called by God, moving with God to advance God's kingdom. He's gonna become an integral part of the birth of the church. Peter stands up at Pentecost, preaches the gospel, and 3,000 people get saved. Like it's phenomenal. And Jesus, God sees all of this. God sees everything that's in Peter's future and Jesus is just walking along the shore and he's enacting the call that the father had already seen that was gonna happen in Peter's life. Bit of a side note in this verse, Peter's fishing with his brother. God will always, always, always call brothers and sisters to walk alongside with you in life and ministry. You are not alone. You might feel lonely, but you are not alone because you're part of a family. God puts the lonely into families, right? If you don't feel like this is home and this is family yet, it will. Just keep coming. Just keep pressing in. Just keep reaching out. Keep starting new conversations. Keep inviting people around. This family will feel like family to you soon. Don't worry. He always calls us. And if you're online and you feel like you're like lonely, call some people, call the pastors. I'll even have a herbal tea with you. And I hate herbal tea except for lemon and ginger, which my wife stocks heavily. We'll come and have coffee with you. Anyone, call your group leader, call someone, get them around. If you are lonely, reach out, right? Simon and his brother, Andrew, called at the same time, love it. God sees you, he knows you, he still calls you and has chosen you. He has a great purpose for your life. But I've realized that there's something else that God gives us. Second and final point, write this down. He graces us. For every step. Who, who does Woolies click and collect? It's my best friend. I love all this click, click and collect. Like I love, I, I do it on my phone because the laptop's hard to drag around the, the, the kitchen. I, uh, we set a meal plan and then I'll do it on my phone and I'll be like ordering around the kitchen. What do we need? Okay, and what's in the crisper? And okay, what's over here? Pantry. Oh, no, we need more coconut milk. All right, add it to the list. I've got all the lists set up, you know, and they're not perfect yet, but I'm getting there. And then I send it off and pay for it. And some other pause poor bloke or, or lady, has to do all the heavy lifting for me. I love it. It's so good because, you know, because Darren's getting old, pushing the trolley sets off his back. So guess what Darren's going to do? Darren's going to do the click and collect so everyone else can do the heavy lifting. And I'm just going to drive my car, park it in the spot, text them and wait. And then if, even if I want, they'll put it in the boot for me. It's direct-to-boot service, not direct-to-car service. Put it in the boot, all right. No, I'm very kind. I'm very kind. I, I put it in the boot. But it's like God does the heavy lifting and all you've got to do is show up, receive it, and take it with you to feed others. God does the heavy lifting. He graces you for every step. He does all the heavy lifting. He's the one who supplies your salvation, right, right? And then strength for the journey, wisdom when you need it, revelation so that you don't stay stuck, right? And life, and I, I, I need a word for my situation. There it is. Oh my goodness, I need some healing. Oh, there it is. Wow, God's got me, tra- I'm being transformed right here. God graces you for every single step and He does all the heavy lifting. You just gotta keep turning up and receiving. And walking in it, he graces you for every step. Every step you take, every move, I'll be watching. That's a terrible, that's so creepy. Has anyone ever really looked at the lyrics to that song? That's really, I'll be watching you. Really? what were those guys thinking? No, no, no. every single step, every step of the way, every day that you wake up, God has got a special grace for your life. Every season that you're walking through, whether it's a great season or a tough season, God has got a grace on you. When I got the phone call from Pastor Nate on Thursday morning at 7.42, I think it was, I'm like, hmm, okay, it'll work out. You know why? Because I know that God graces us for the work that He's planned for us. I didn't even start preparing till Friday. And I planned to Sabbath hard on Saturday. Tool's down, Darren's having a break, because there's a grace for every season. There's a special portion of power and strength. There's something in what God has called you to do that He is gonna empower you to do through whatever the world throws at you. There's a grace for every step. There's a strength, there's wisdom, there's energy, there's life, there's healing, there's peace, there's joy, there's power available for whatever it is that you need today. I love that God can see the end from the beginning. God already knows that Peter's life is gonna have a massive impact on the world. Jesus is just walking along the shore, looking at Peter and the father's like, get ready world, get ready world, because this guy's gonna, whoa, he's gonna have some highs and man, is he gonna have some lows, but man, it's gonna be a fun journey. Right even before Jesus turns up and says, hey man, follow me. God knows the transformation that's gonna happen in his soul. He knows the power that's gonna flow through Peter to the rest of the world. Peter's about to go from a small family business owner to a powerful preacher in less than three years. A guy who used to trust in the sea, used to trust in his boat and the weather, and now he trusts fully in Jesus, even unto death. Peter goes from this unsaved fisherman to a Holy Spirit-fired preacher in less than three years, from an ordinary dude to a powerful man of God. These guys, they they thought that they were fishermen forever. These kind of businesses would would be handed down generation to generation. Peter's great-great-grandfather was probably a fisherman. He thought that his great-great-grandchildren were probably gonna be fishermen because that's just what you did. That's just how it worked. The family business just went generation to generation. You'd raise your children to take on the family business and that's how it went, but God had other plans. God planned to call Peter to advance the kingdom and help establish the church. God saw every moment of Peter's life and the Holy Spirit was there to empower him along the way through everything that happened. And like I said, Peter goes on to have some epic highs and some really horrendous lows, right? I mean, from the get behind me Satan moment, that's not a good day. To preaching to thousands of people on Pentecost, whoa, to some letters that he wrote, which became scripture in the back of our Bibles. Whoa! Right to to his his revelation about reaching the Gentiles is this vision of this of this blanket coming down, this this mat coming down with all these unclean animals, and God's saying, "Get up here to kill and eat." And he's like, "No, no, no, I can't do that." Get up here to kill and eat. He's like, "No, no, no," and God's like, "Yes, the Gentiles as well as the Jews." And he's like, "Whoa! Hang on a minute." To the to the miracle of healing at the temple gates, with with a beggar, is like, I, I I got you know, and he's like, well, what are you going to give me? And he's like, silver and gold. I don't have, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, raise, raise up and walk. And then the whole place goes crazy. All of Jerusalem goes crazy because this man gets healed. They say you've filled Jerusalem with the teachings of Jesus. The Ananias and Sapphira debacle. Whoa. The his people bringing their sick friends and family into the streets where they know Peter's gonna walk just so that Peter's shadow might fall on them so they can get healed. And the Father sees it all and the Spirit moves in Him through it all to denying Jesus, to being restored on the beach after the resurrection, to his revelation of Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and 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 and, and Jesus changing his name from Simon to Peter, from Simon to Rock. Like God was with him in every moment that he went through the Father's plans and his stuff ups. It was all okay because God is present. The Holy Spirit is with you through every season, every moment that you wake up and your eyes kind of glare into the into the into the day, and you and you sit up. God is with you in that moment, saying, "Let's go." Saying. Come on, come on, we got stuff to do today. Come on, I got something to share with you today. Come on, what are we gonna do? How are you gonna partner with me today? God is with him in every moment. Holy Spirit was guiding him and teaching him and strengthening him, was showing him, revealing to him, giving him strength and healing and grace and prophecy and power. So they could do the impossible. And then in 1 Peter verse, chapter five, verse 10, I love where, where Peter lands his first letter. He says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. There's a grace for every step, every day, every season. He's the God of all grace. There's a grace for your big moments. There's a grace even for the small, for the insignificant, for the stuff that you feel is mundane, tiring, boring. There's a grace for that because He never leaves you because He never forsakes you, because He's always with you and He's always loving you. And I, I, I get a sense that the Holy Spirit is here, that He's moving, that He wants to shift something today, in some people's lives, he wants to bring life, bring some healing to some, So why don't you just pray with me. And I want you to consider what you need today. Because I feel like God is saying, ask me what you need. Ask me what you need. And so we pray God, come Holy Spirit, fill us, refresh us, empower us. Today, would you guide us? strengthen us. Those of us who need a word for our situation, would you bring it clearly? God, those of us who need strength for the journey, would you bring it? Holy Spirit, those of us who need breakthrough in situations, God, would you give us faith? Help us to declare with strength, with boldness and courage, God, those of us who are broken, who need healing on the inside or healing on the outside, God, would you bring healing today? Those of us who need revelation, who need truth today, would you just illuminate Scripture to us today? Thanks for making time to hear this message today. We encourage you to connect with us by heading to c3victory.org.au.